Red Business with Jonathan Healy. Hi there and thanks for joining us. Lots to come on Red Business. We have got award winners and we're going to talk about local enterprise week as well. But I'm going to begin by talking about a business set up about three years ago. They really have grown from strength to strength. They were recently crowned winner of the emerging category at Cork Chamber of Commerce Annual Awards. They started their journey back on the UCC Ignite program and they now have a customer base in 15 countries around the world. Ryan O'Neill, one of the three co-founders of Legit Fit is with me. How are you, Ryan? I'm great, Jonathan, and thanks so much for having me on. It's lovely to talk to you again. Look, I've been a huge fan of your journey from when you started out with UCC and Ignite, then announcing your name as the winners at the uh, as the emerging company of the year at the Cork Chamber annual dinner. I mean, you guys must be in the right tailspin. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it was uh, like, firstly, I didn't realize how big the event uh, actually is. I thought it was going to be about 150 people and we arrived there and there was about a thousand people in the, in the city hall, which was uh, uh, pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, I think like it was uh, always good to get acknowledgement from your own peers. And, you know, it's, it's an arduous, long journey and, and things like this definitely help. Uh, with that journey and I think it also helps with uh, you know the team that we have there at Legit Fit as well just kind of spurring them on and a good start to 2023. Tell me a little bit about what you do for those who are uninitiated. Yeah sure so um, basically at Legit Fit our mission is to empower gyms, studios and fitness professionals to own their time and we do this through a lightweight software solution that helps them automate their bookings, payments and communication so basically you know for, for the consumers out there if you're booking in with a gym or you're booking a class or something like that it makes your life easier for sure but on the other end you have the gym owner and the studio owner and it definitely makes their lives a whole lot easier so that they can really focus on, on either growing the business or using their time in, in how they want essentially now surely somebody else had the same idea as you is this a unique idea here or have you just honed the concept yeah so like uh, when we started actually we started with a completely different concept um before ignite uh like we joined the program we had this concept the airbnb of fitness because um we thought it sounded super cool and we, we were going to kind of work with that um but this idea was actually developed over the basis of talking to the market so what Eamon and Ignite did really well with us is he kind of uh, really beat us out the doors and said get talking to customers get talking to people and you know what we found there was like half the market weren't using anything at all so the the current solution for them was bank transfers and Google Calendar and that kind of stuff but half of them were using another competitor uh, like a billion dollar company that's in this space as well Uh, so we weren't first to market but what we did really well is we really listened to the customer we honed in and kind of what their needs were we looked at that billion dollar company and we said okay what are they doing well and where can they get better and then we just focused on getting better and better and better over the months with our customer support so when you went to the market then one of the big things about a clever company is that you're able to adapt and change to what your customer is telling you how good were you at that when you were fumbling around at the start if I could put it that way yeah, well, like I suppose I, I grew up um, I grew up in a shop. Uh, my family own a, a local business. Well, I'll give a, a bit of a shout out here to Fitzpatrick Shop in Glenthorne, and so I was very used to talking to people. I know Fitzpatrick. You've got incredible cakes in Fitzpatrick. I mean, don't 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 <laughs> sub that down into I used to work in a shop. I mean, it was the shop you worked in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely the way it was known at home. Anyway. Um, 
And yeah, so like we were kind of used to really kind of uh, dealing with the public, talking to people. So for us, um, whilst the platform was being built, uh, myself and my co-founder Ian's job was to get out there and talk to people as much as possible and and just like, again, learn from them. Um, We definitely made mistakes uh, along the way, but like I myself moved from Cork up to Dublin for nine months. I moved to Limerick for three months. I'm now in Manchester over the past 12 months. So I think we're really committed to understanding the gyms owners the studio owners and just again providing a solution that that's really fit for them so you, you mentioned your co-founders that we better give them full credit or they'll be given out tell yes. us how you met the two lads yeah so i, I basically like our kind of story is a, a story of three best friends who grew up together um i played soccer with ian growing up and we ended up playing for cork city um the, at the youth level we we're both actually rival goalkeepers and then we kind of went our separate ways um because we went to different schools and all that kind of stuff um and then myself and Garrod, we went to primary school together um like he's from glenthorn as well so literally lives five minutes up the road from me um and again different schools went went different ways and you know when we had when i had this initial idea of the airbnb of fitness i was just by chance in a class uh, a spinning class with the local soccer team and lo and behold ian was actually teaching it so i caught up with ian and i was he was working in the industry and i was like here i'm i'm, I'm thinking about this idea would you want to come on board and then obviously we knew we needed someone to build it so i slightly cornered garrod one day in a gym um i said come on we'll go to the gym and in, in a sauna i kind of pitched him the idea and the concept and that's kind of how <laughs> this sauna. i love it yeah, there's little room to escape in a sauna. Like, so, uh, yeah, it was, uh, that's kind of how we kind of came back together, essentially. Um, look, it's a fabulous story. It really is. Uh, you're in 15 countries now. I mean, even my own local gym in our GA club uses Legit Fit, which I think is brilliant because it was just one of those great examples of encountering it in the wild, so to speak. Where do you go next? You've had successful funding rounds. You're rolling it out across many different jurisdictions. Where does the business go from here, Ryan? Yeah, I think like the focus for us right now is like continuing to dominate in the Irish market. Like um, we're we're in a big portion of uh, gyms and studios here now in Ireland. I think uh, I'm pretty sure we've overtaken that billion dollar company and the, the the amount of traction that we have here, as well as some other uh, competitors. And like the next kind of 12 months is really about kind of like taking over the UK and like really going after that market. It's 13 times the size of Ireland, um, which is obviously pretty immense. So like, uh, again, we're here today at the Aviva with our partners, FMA. They brought uh, about 150 of their customers from the UK over. Um, So we're kind of networking our way into that industry. Um, So like, that's one thing that we're focusing on from a kind of uh, marketing and sales perspective and then the other thing is obviously with other countries um we're getting inbound from like a lot of different countries and we're looking at uh potentially bigger deals with franchises in in uh, the u.s and in the netherlands and places like that okay well it, it sounds like a very enthusiastic crowd behind you from from what i can hear so you're probably i'm probably holding you back from from i don't know a gym session of some kind uh based on what you're doing up there in the aviva but look it's a brilliant story we will talk again when your world domination continues but for now uh ryan o'neill one of the co-founders of legit fit legitfit.com thanks very much for joining us on red business ryan thanks so much jonathan 
Well, staying with award season, not the Oscars or the BAFTAs or any of that kind of thing, the Cork award seasons, the really important ones. And the big winner at the Cork Business Association Awards was the Trigon Hotel Group, which walked away with the title of Best Large Company. Aaron Mansworth, Managing Director of Trigon Hotels, including the Metropole Hotel and the Cork International Hotel, is with me. Aaron, congratulations. Thanks, Jonathan, and uh, delighted to be here with you today. Yeah, I'm delighted with you. Uh, look, a great achievement, a great achievement for the hotel. Uh, I know you won't take full credit for your, yourself, although you might actually, bear in mind, uh, but it really was a team effort. No, I take full credit, Jonathan, 100%. <laughs> um, I know, Jonathan, listen, is, I think one of the great things about us and with Trigon and our industry is it's, you know, it, it's a people industry and everything we do, everything we achieve is, is, is because of our teams and, you know, that's every single position and, and one of the things we want to do and I don't tell the CBA on this, but what, one of the things we're planning to do is for every team member to take the trophy home for one night over the course of the year, you know, and because we really want them to feel this award was for them, you know. So, yeah, delighted with it, to be honest, you know. Uh, how big a business are you talking, Aaron, across the hotels? Um, well, we, we, we would employ almost 300 people, you know, year round. Obviously, that fluctuates slightly, you know, with a little bit of seasonality, but our, our core would be around 300 across the three hotels. Um, you know, it's good. But, you know, and, and I, I think the key thing for us as well um, is, is that we're always trying to develop our teams and our people, which is massive to us. You know, we, we saw that recently where we, we launched our Aspire program. Um, you know, with the Further Education Board um, uh, training centre as well, you know. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's quite a big business at the moment for us, thank God, you know. We've been at events, you and I, previously where you've talked about people and you've talked about the importance of, of staff. Now, every hotel will say that they value their staff and they value their people, but the judges at the CBA Awards praised you for having forward-thinking, family-friendly employee policies. It's it's quite a distance away from the reputation that the hotel industry used to have, which was get them in, treat them mean, keep them keen. <laughs> it's I, I'm laughing, John, because listen, one of the things we we battle with daily is 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 that legacy, that that perception in the industry that's still hanging out there. And you know, listen, I was part of that, and you know, when I trained, you were you were doing sixty or a week, seventy or weeks, you know, for for little or no thank you or praise or money, and you know, that was all that was part and parcel as as my father used to always say to me as character building. But you know, our industry <laughs> has come an awful long way, Jonathan. You know, split shifts are a thing of the past. You know, very few people work over their sort of set 39, 40 hours a week. And um, you know, you're into four day weeks. Um, you you know, as an industry, you know, more and more places have done pensions, uh, um, have done healthcare uh, systems, you know, so it, it, it's massively come on. But I think I think the most the most important thing about our industry as well is, is, is that, that people don't see always is that it's not just waiters, waitresses accommodation assistance making beds there's such an array of opportunity within our industry and the career paths you know to see guys go from being kitchen porters all the way up to head chefs to see people become digital marketeers financial controllers interior designers you know we have so many fantastic roles um across the organizations uh, across the industry it's it, it's great and i think you know as you mentioned previously you know it, Listen, was there bad practice? Was there, there? There was, but that's the same with every industry. It, it, it happened. You know, I'm not excusing it, but I think we've learned and the industry is really, really progressing. And mm. um, so, yeah, very happy with that, you know. 
Well, the Metropole is, what, 125, 126 years old, yeah. I think, at this point? Yeah. Yeah, so you've been around a long time, but one of the things you pride yourselves on is having staff who have long service, and and, and you've acknowledged that recently as well uh, through various different awards that you hand out. It, it, it's unusual, I suppose, for people to stay in one job for so long in the modern era, but you, you guys seem to excel at that. Well, f- fortunately for us, John, we had, a, we had an award ceremony recently, and... I think we honoured, so we, we honour people in five-year blocks. So as uh, people are here, five, 10, 15, 20, and, you know, we honour 13 people. And between them, I think it was 180 years of service. Um, the most senior in terms of service, not in terms of age, is um, he, he's been with us 42 years. Um, and, you know, he, he, we, are, we are very, very lucky. We are very lucky to have... Um, to have that sort of uh, level and degree of service, you know, across the board. Yeah. Um, the thing about the hotel sector is that you've had an awful time uh, during COVID. You were shut down and then reopened and half reopened and you had to do what you did and build back up from from a low staff base where, when all your people uh, would have had to uh, do potentially do other things or, or use state supports. Are you back to where you were at this point, Aaron? Are you happy to say now the levels of service have returned to what they were, staffing levels are back to what they were, and and you can say the COVID is behind us? Um, I'd love to be able to say that, Jonathan, one hundred percent. But I'd, I'd be sort of I'd be lying if I said 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 that wholeheartedly. Um, where we're at as an industry, unfortunately, and I, I think it's not just us. I think there seems to be a massive migration or you know, people have changed industry or, you know, left the country. And so there, there is a skills gap in the industry to a degree. Um, I, I, I think that the numbers are back, but I think that a lot of very, very good people left the industry for, for a myriad of different reasons. You know, I think a lot of people found that they, they, they really only wanted to work Monday to Friday, nine to five social hours, you know, which we can cater for a lot, but there is an element of ours outside of those parameters um, that we just, you know, you just need people for. So I think from our from our point of view, I think, you know, the industry did take a bit of a hit in terms of the talent and the skills, like many other industries, as I said. But I think what we are seeing is we are seeing the industry collaborate, pull together, work with the likes of Forge Ireland, you know, to, to roll out the likes of the Excellent Employer Programme. And, um, you know, I'm seeing a lot more sort of, uh, diversity inclusion training i'm seeing a lot more of these leadership programs um, and one i think one one area where we're seeing massive uh, progress in the industry is when you see subjects like emotional intelligence empathy and psychological safety being you know being 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 sort of instilled and being 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 trained you know or you know to 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 the uh, to to the people in the industry, I think it's a really really good sign because I think what we're what we're seeing is very strong pillars being put down, which will stand to us in years to come because the industry is evolving absolutely. There's no two ways about it. So I think are we where we were pre-COVID? No, but I think we're changing, we're evolving for the better. You know. Well, congratulations again. Best large company at the CBA Awards for the Trigon Hotel Group. Aaron Mansworth, Managing Director of Trigon Hotels. Thanks for joining us in Red Business, Aaron. Thanks, Jonathan. Great to be here. Thanks. So from awards, we move to events. Local Enterprise Week kicks off next Monday, the 6th of March, and the Local Enterprise Office Cork City has a very 
very big and exciting program of both in-person and online events. The good news is they are all free to the public, but you do have to book in advance. The opening event is on Monday morning at the UCC Centre of Executive Education on Laps Key, used to be the bank, and is called Cork City Retail Therapy 2023 and beyond. We've got loads of people to talk to on this, but Dr. Niall O'Keefe is up first. He's the head of Local Enterprise Office, Cork City. Niall, how are you? Good afternoon, Jonathan. We are big fans of the Local Enterprise Office uh, on Red Business because we did a fantastic series last year profiling businesses that have used the supports of the Leo right across Cork. I mean, at Local Enterprise Week is your big showcase. It is an opportunity for people to show what they do, but also learn about the supports that are out there. It's a very important week for us, Jonathan. And again, thank you for your uh, support and I creating the awareness. Uh, We really believe that we have services for everybody at every stage of business. Um, And the Enterprise Week is an opportunity for us to highlight a sample of those. Obviously, they go on year round, but we have an intense focus between the 6th and the 10th. This year, we have a range of events, as you outlined, and you'll be discussing later in relation to retail. Obviously, it's a very challenging time for retail, and and we want to talk about best practice. Um, We also have a a number of events that are basically uh, business advice clinics, supporting business and applying for procurement, particularly green procurement. Um, We talk about new technologies and innovation. How can ChatGPT help you in your business? We talk about the trading online vouchers, uh, how we've supported hundreds of businesses in the last number of years uh, to become digitized. Um, We we, we have an event which is simply uh, improve your bottom line, the bottom line of business. Uh, This should be a great event. It's in person in the Clayton Silver Springs on Friday. So again, as you outlined, we we have a whole range of events for all types of businesses at all stages. They're all free of charge, but you do have to register. Yeah, Local Enterprise Week has been continuing throughout the pandemic, a lot of it online. Last year, you kind of moved to some in-person events again, but you're sticking with the mix of online and in-person. Why is that? Well, look, I I think everybody's... um understanding of, of time management and, and how they want to engage in things has, has changed. We run a, a range of courses to suit people's availability. We're here to provide uh, services depending on uh, if people want to do something at lunchtime and a soundbite, if someone wants to do a longer term program, it's probably better in person. So we're, I suppose we're, we're following the data, we're listening to what it is that people need and what suits them. Um, the lunchtime uh, uh, lunch and learn type features are very, very popular at the moment. We're continuing with those. And again, it, it'll continue to evolve. We we will uh, provide courses in the way that people feel that they're uh, most accessible. Just to point out that we had over 1,500 people last year availed at various types of training from us. And, and again, it was a hybrid type situation, some online, some mixed and some in person. Similarly, with mentoring, we had over 200 and odd, uh, 236 precisely people avail of mentoring. Some of those were in person, some were online. Personal preferences and time constraints. Hmm. Absolutely. and But the thing is, there's something for everybody. This needs to look at the website, which uh, we'll come back to in a minute. But I want to bring in Renata de Godoy Bertrand, uh, who was on the Red Business podcast last year. Now, she was one of those crazy people who decided an ideal time to set up a new business was during lockdown. And uh, she set up the Brazilian Snackhouse Golden Bites. But you have gone from strength to strength, Renata. You've opened another outlet since we spoke to you last in the Marina Market. Yes, yes. Now we have another trailer so we have a trailer at the marina market and we just set up now a bigger production kitchen uh at holly hill so yeah things are going going well 
you never thought that the people of Cork would take to Brazilian snack food as much as they did because you started out having a, a core Brazilian community delighted to have a little taste of home, but something has clicked with the people of Cork. Yes, I think it's basically because we are using local products and they are quite simple and quite common. So basically like chicken is the most traditional and the most the most required at the shop. And people are not getting something like too different to taste, you know. It's just like a Brazilian way to, to use the same products they are familiar to. Now, you have benefited from the local enterprise office as well. Were, were they one of your first ports of call before you set up Golden Bites? Yes. Uh, since we started, we have doing like some mentorings. And since the first the first contact with the local enterprise, uh, we just changed like our minds about the business because we could see uh, more options to explore. So... For example, now we are just trying to explore the retail the retail market so we can try to put our product in bigger supermarkets and to do it like a brand, not just like like as a restaurant, you know. Yeah, no, and it's true that, that you have this unlimited market out there because uh, not many people uh, outside of the traditional retail units that you've had have experienced the product yet, and they should because they're really, really good. Now, I mentioned that um, event, the opening event. They're going to talk about uh, Cork City Retail Therapy. Uh, you're one of the speakers at that. Are you a little bit nervous about that, or are you looking forward to it? Uh, both. I think it'll be a good <laughs> a good experience as a business owner to, to pass like to other people, uh, the experience that we have with the local enterprise of that. I really, really consider this like really important to our business. I had either, even some Irish friends that they, they own their own business and they come to me to, to ask about the local enterprise offices, the, the supports that they can get. And I think that will be a good opportunity to show people like uh, how our business is growing and how the local enterprise office is contributing with this. Uh, Miriam Simon is with us as well. She set up MiriamSimon.ie, specializing in consumer and trading strategies. You're also speaking at that event on Monday. But we often talk, Miriam, about the importance of small businesses. Um, traditionally, the local enterprise office helps, they might be called micro businesses, people 10 or less. But if it wasn't for businesses like that, our economy wouldn't function at all. We, we spend far too much time talking about big employers, forgetting all of those who are the smaller employers and the backbone of our economy. Uh, absolutely, Jonathan. Like the, the, the backbone of, of the economy across the country is the SME um, business and the SME, both retail and hospitality in, in particular. And actually what we've seen the last few years believe it or not, is is um, the balance of power has actually shifted. And uh, a lot of SME businesses don't don't even realize how much they actually hold the the power these days between localization and, and the trends that are moving and how quickly they're moving. Um, you know, um, there's a lot of opportunity out there for retail and hospitality at the moment. 
Retail took a bashing, um, largely down to um, issues that were outside of retailers' control. Um, if you look at the loss of the big brands on the main street, a lot of them would have been UK brands that uh, might have been run slightly differently uh, than, than had been expected. Then you had things like electricity costs, overheads, insurance. There's always somebody somewhere pinching on retail. But at the same time, if you speak to retailers now, their mood is quite buoyant considering. Well, you see, retail, like, do you know, retail is all, I believe anybody in business is in retail. So if you are transacting and selling, whether it's a product or a service, you're essentially in retail. Um, but retail is really at the front end of how our behaviours are changing as humans, essentially. So, you know, um, what uh, the, the retailers that are doing really well are those that are really in tune with how or how we're living is changing and 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 really adapting to get ahead of that and to to uh, service the new consumer so to speak or, or as as our um as what we're looking for is changing. So we're going to be talking a bit uh, on Monday about a couple of really big um, global overarching trends, and uh, but in a really practical way that's really geared towards the SME business and practical things that they can do to get ahead mm. because genuinely the balance of power has switched. There are a lot of those big retailers um, that, you know, um, COVID was a bit like, for retail, it was the same as it was for um, human um health if you had an underlying illness you were you were in trouble and uh, you know we we did see a lot of businesses go to the wall but but actually we saw a lot of businesses innovate and and um do really well through the pandemic also yeah and that innovation nile if i can come back to you is, is something to behold and i saw that with red business and focus our video podcast series available now on redfm.ie if you want to go and have a look at it the level of innovation out there is incredible and i'd say you've seen that at first hand with the leo you know i, I was speaking at an event last night jonathan i was telling people I've, I've one of the coolest jobs you know even yesterday alone i met four different people with four very different takes on traditional industries how they just came and look and, and not just incremental changes but are, are pivoting how things are being done. So there's, there's a lot of innovation happening in the city. There's a lot of innovation happening with small businesses um, in the region. And as you're probably aware, the structure has now changed in terms of local enterprise offices are now dealing with businesses with up to 50 employees. So again, we're moving into a space or an area where some of the larger businesses that might have been um, more grounded and rooted are, are, are looking to expand and internationalize and, and export. And innovation is crucial for that. Um, you know, we've seen a ministerial announcement in recent days about further innovation hubs and centres. So, again, it's how can a business systematically look at what it does, how it provides a service or a product, improve it, drive down the cost, increase the revenues and sales and uh, create jobs, which is ultimately what it is we're looking to do in a local enterprise office. Uh, well, if you are interested in finding out about the various different events that are out there, if the, if the retail one isn't for you, there will be another one that'll tickle your fancy. If you're a business owner, localenterprise.ie forward slash Cork City, and you can have all the details there at your fingertips. Dr. Niall O'Keefe, Head of Local Enterprise Office of Cork City, Renata de Godoy Bertrand of Golden Bites, really good stuff, by the way, and Miriam Simon of Miriam Simon Trading Strategy, miriamsimon.ie. Thank you all very much for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you Thank you, Jonathan. And that's, and that's it for this episode of Red Business. Thank you so much for listening. Fiona Corcoran was the producer. We'll be back next week. Talk to you then. 
Get the Red Business Podcast every week with Jonathan Healy at redfm.ie and wherever you get your podcasts.